0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out of the studios at Birch Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. If you ever want to check us out, head over to SilverBirchRanch.org, and uh, you can check out our retreats that we do year-round. We do men's retreats, ladies' retreats, family camps, father-son retreats, father-daughter retreats, mother-daughter retreats, and everything in between along with summer camps. And not yeah. only that, we actually host a one-year Bible college called Nicolay Bible Institute. Um, so if you want to just come and, and kind of learn how to serve Learn the Bible along the way, regardless of what area of your life you're going into. It doesn't matter if you're going into ministry. It doesn't matter if you're going to be a dentist. Um, it's really just one of those things to make sure that you know who, who God is and who you are and, yep. and how to do it effectively. And so that's that's where we're at. That's what we do up here at Silver Trance. It's a lot of fun. And then on this show, if you're new to this show, it's Dave and myself. And uh, Dave's an old guy, old and, geezer. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm a nice, young, handsome, definition. good-looking, charming uh, um yes younger and, guy. and
1: humble i might add
0: that's right i'm yes.
1: glad you see it that yes, way that's very good <laughs> you know you're speaking of college and i think we were talking the last um program that we were on about changes and yeah what's going on yeah
0: because uh the september 11th anniversary the 20th anniversary is yeah. coming up so we talked I, about that on the last show and if you want to check out that you can go to silvertranch.org and find our podcast
1: yeah you know, and I think there's been a lot of changes now i am a I'm a really big advocate on education, and you know my my history It's like I went to a, a, a Chicago public school, which really I don't think I ever learned anything at, and then yeah. I went to Wheaton College, which I really learned a lot at yep yeah. um forced to learn there because that's their standard and then I went into a a public university which I really don't think I learned a lot at mm. uh, but I do have degrees. And so I've looked at these educational institutions through the years with some skepticism yep. uh, because of the fact that I think uh, a, several of them, several of my classes, several things that I did were honestly a waste of time that I had to do just because I needed to get credits to get a degree because people said I needed it. Yep. And when I look back on it, I look and think, that was really a waste of time. I really didn't learn much. Yeah. That was practical, that I really use in everyday life. But there seems to be this system in place that keeps people in school and paying for it. Yeah, and yet they might be better off if they do something else. Now, I know people are getting upset right now, listening, because they're saying, "You, I thought you loved education." I do, but I don't know if that's education anymore. That's mm. my question. Right, right. I lo- I'm a teacher. I've taught all my life. My wife took a picture of me on my first day at Nicolay Bible Institute this year, as she has been. Yep. That's my 61st year in a row of school. There you go. And I have a little sign that says, 61st year of school, first day. And she takes a picture and I show it to the students and I'm all proud of my first day of school again. (laughs) And uh, so I love school, I love education, but I I really have lost confidence in a lot of the educational systems because it seems like there are systems now that are more bent on self-perpetuating now, you correct me. Now, that's my thought as a 65-year-old guy. It isn't necessarily, you know, your thought, in, 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 were you 35? Yep. So, it, 35-year-old, and then, of course, if you talk to an 18-year-old. Right. You know, a lot of them are saying, well, college is just the next step.
0: Well, and, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I totally get that. And uh, maybe this is a different discussion, too, because then the other component you have is the cost of higher education, but we'll put that aside for now, yeah. so that we could talk about you know what you you brought up. But you know, I would say that I agree with you in a lot of respects when it comes to higher education, um, as our current kind of environment calls it. Yeah, um, is that it, in a lot of ways? Because I even look back at my experience, and I went to uh, a Christian college, and and given that like I had, and I think this is true in, in a lot of contexts. You have certain teachers and certain courses where it's like, man that was awesome. Right. You know, where you learned a lot, they taught well. Um, But by and large, I would say in a lot of ways, you, you have a lot of waste and it's like, really? Like this is, this is it? Like this is what all the hubbub is about? But then not only that, it's like through the education system, you know, at least higher education system where you have to choose an area to study, choose a major, choose a direction. You know, I would say that, that at least from my experience at the end of it, it's not like it's that significant of a, of a gain in knowledge to be able to send you out into that field. Right. Depending on it, like, obviously it's different. You right. Know, I, I mean, if you're studying human anatomy to be a doctor, different story. Right. You know, but I'm saying by and large, when we look at, at, at pursuing careers, you know, so I'd say like, I don't even know what a percentage, the majority of people who go to college to pursue a career, you know, are probably just everyday sort of jobs. Right. You know, and I don't know whether or not our current system is effective at all.
1: Yeah, I th- I think in a way our our educational system prostitutes itself in a, in a weird way yeah. where it basically says you know we need people here to pay our bills so we're going to figure out ways to keep them here as long as we can. Yeah. It, when the system should be saying how fast can we get them through to get them into the workforce? Right. We, you know the the goal is if you're going to be a doctor. I certainly want you to know where my appendix is. You know I mean? I want you to know that stuff. Right. Oh, 100%. So there has to be a system put in place where you learn that. Right. Uh, school's yeah. going to be and part of And I'm not that. minimizing that. And no. Th- right, right. Uh, if you're going to be a teacher, they want you to be a certified teacher. I get it. I get it. But the most valuable thing I ever learned in teaching was being in the classroom with the teachers. Right.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: And they were able to look at me and say, you're either gifted at this or you're not. Yeah. Here's where you have to develop, here's where you don't have to develop. It's nice to have gone through classes where everything was theoretical, mm-hmm. but the real learning comes when you go into the classroom. Right. And for us here at camp, I mean, you grew up here at Silverbridge Ranch, I did an awful lot of educational experiences that we had here that you wouldn't even count as school. Oh, totally. That, that helped you be an educator when you were finished.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing. So I, I went to school and I double majored. So I did youth ministry and I did um, theology, like biblical, right. theological studies. And so as part of my youth ministry major, one of the classes I had to take was Christian camping. Yep. So given the context you just told about, like I grew up here. I grew up in Christian camping. I volunteered. I summer staffed all that. Right. So I, man, talk about like, and I don't, I don't want to downplay the class, but talk about a joke of a class. Right. You know, because, and here's the thing is you could talk methodology for days. Absolutely. There's so many different ways to, what is it? Skin a cat is is your generation's phrase, you know, and, but that's what they're teaching most of the time. In my mind, it's, it's the experience that teaches you the most value, right? You know and and that's even as I rubbed shoulders with other kids that I went to school with that were whether they were youth ministry majors or even Christian ministry majors, you know, like I said, I went to a Christian college, and there was other people that I rubbed shoulders with. but the thing that stuck out even at that time as a as a nineteen twenty year old that I thought was ironic is you know say you have a couple of people that want to be in youth ministry, and yet they're not even like doing youth ministry yet right and i and I would talk to them like well i'm like why why are you doing this right?" You know, because, in my mind, like I grew up at the same church that you grew up, right you know, and part of the mentality is is like as soon as you're old enough, you help out in ministry, absolutely, you know, and so like I grew up in this environment where I was doing youth ministry since I was like eight, yep, you know, and people are like what? I'm like, yeah, as an eight year old I'd go back and help out in the nursery, you know and and then once I got older, then I'd help out with the younger clubs, you know the the cubbies or the right. sparks, you right. know for those of you wanna people. Right. You know, and and as I got older, the age group, you know, it's like, oh, well, maybe I'll try out the old, little bit older age group, you know, once there was, a, you know, and that's that's that was my context. And so when I was thinking, man, I would love to work with young people, like, that just kept going. So when I was in college, I'm like, man, I need to find a church so I can keep learning. Right. And, and the school side of it, what I noticed, you know, because I started off with one major, youth ministry. And as I started going into even just some of my basic classes, I'm like, man, I'm like, a lot of this stuff, like I just know from doing it.
1: Exactly. And it,
0: so, and so that's when I picked up. I'm like, I'm just going to pick up this other major because there's one thing that I could always learn more about, and that's the Bible. You know. And so I just started studying the Bible as 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 another major because it's like, man, all this other stuff, I have to check off the box in order to get my degree. Right. But really, I, I've already learned it and grown in it yeah. because I'm doing it. And so when it comes to education, you know, I think a lot of ways. You know, you think back to even olden times, how people learn stuff, whether it's trades, whether it's just everyday life, you know, that's how people learned was apprenticeships almost, you know, to kind of use a, you know, or for the Star Wars people, you know, there was Padawan learners out there, Right. you know, where you would model somebody, you know, you'd find somebody that you wanted to to learn the skill of that was really good that you thought, man, I want to be like this person, whether it's a skill or personality and you hung out with them. You did what they did. They would teach you. Um, and any good person in those moments will, will, will teach you in a way that like, all right, here's how I do it. And at some point, they start to allow that torch to pass so that you can learn it. Right. I think that's the most effective way, you know, because you look at our modern day society and, and 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 there's so many jobs out there that I don't even know. Like, I would argue that you don't need a degree for. Right. Like, if it's something that interests you, go start doing it. Start learning it. There's more value there than, than learning the methodology behind it. Now, like I said, that's, that's a broad stroke, and that's not true of every profession. But well, I would say by and large.
1: I think you're right on, though. I, mean, I mean, honestly, if I want to be a welder, right. what I need to do is go to somebody who owns a welding shop, go to a welder, and say, I want to be a welder. Right. Ask them what I need to do. They're, yeah. alre- they're already in it. Mm-hmm. They may tell you, go get this class. Well, then go get that class right? because they told you to get it and it's going to be valuable because they're the ones who told you and they're Mm -hmm. in the field. You know, every business guy I've talked to, every business lady I've talked to, and and I love talking to them when they come up to camp, I'll say, so what do you find valuable in in a worker? What do you want from them? They all say the same thing. Nobody says a skill set that they can work right in. They want someone that's going to show up on time, be respectful, work hard. That's what they want.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I say the same thing. You know, I mean, we have summer staff that apply every summer and we have, you know, I'm in charge of our program team and I'm, I'm always willing to take anybody. And they're like, well, what do you look for? I'm like, I look for the people who have what I can't teach them. Right. You know, the, the willingness to do whatever, you know, to jump in, you know, because part of whatever you do, you're going to have to do something you don't like to do. Right. You know, I don't care if you're a cook. I don't care if you're a welder. I don't care if you're, you know, a doctor, you know, any job you get, there's going to be aspects of a job that you're going to do that you're not going to like, right. That's just part of it. Right. But learning to embrace that is, is a skill set that's valuable. Yep. You know, that's part of this servant attitude, almost that we try to even teach here at Nicolae Bible Institute, you know, within camping ministry, many of us wear different hats, you know, I'm in charge of summer, but then during the year, I'm in charge of a plethora of other things. Right. And why? Because it's just part of what needs to get done. Right. You know, and, and I think that's what that's the things that we need to be focusing on, on learning and teaching. Because if we were to equip people with those mentalities of like, you know what, I'm going to do this job and and give it my best. I guarantee you somebody would hire people like that on the spot, even if they don't even have the skill set of
1: welding. Absolutely. You know, and tell them what to do about getting better.
0: Because you could teach those
1: things. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think so oftentimes that because the system has, um, Patted itself on the back and said, Here's what you need to do and now you need to get a degree and it's gonna take five years now instead of four because of all the standards and whatever else might be there. It's like, wait a minute. You know, what's happening is you are figuring out ways to to continue the system. Right. But you're not figuring out ways to get me to learn more and go into a work world. Right. Now, again, there may be some majors that are different. I understand right. that. There may be some things that You know, you do need to go to college for... Right.
0: And I would say in those situations, work the system. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, what's the most efficient and effective way that you can get to your end without causing you as much harm? Right. So if you want to be a teacher, does that mean you need to go to some, you know, I would... Do you need to go to some crazy school to spend forty grand a year to do that, yeah. or can you do that and accomplish that by spending five grand or six grand a year at a community college right. and have the same end goal? Right. You know, and that's and that could be a different discussion, but I think that's part of it too. Is oh, that absolutely. if you are pursuing a career that does require some aspect of a, you need a degree or you need a certificate. You know, think about the process behind it not just to go with the system because that's the system says, well, you need to go away and spend this much money in order to get it. Right. Because that's going to not set you up to succeed, you know? So you need to be aware that there is a system. The system exists to keep the system going. So how do you get through the system without it negatively impacting you? Because right. the system is set up to do that. Right. Which is weird.
1: Yeah. Well, I love, obviously, I love the Nicolet Bible Institute here at Silverbridge Ranch because Really, what you're doing is you're looking at a couple of things that you need to know. Right. You know, what I mean, you need to know the Bible. You said that. Same with me when I went to you know, <clears throat> Wheaton and you know, I took Bible courses. You need to know the Bible. That's always going to be part of what you should know. Yeah. So continue to study that. You need to know how to die to yourself. See, that's the other part. You need to know how to serve. Mm-hmm. That That's being placed on time, learning to, you need to know that. The other thing I, I really would suggest if you're a very young person is, if you haven't developed a passion yet, don't start on a four-year college course um, because you think you might develop one down the road. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, let, go into a place like the Nicolay Bible Institute or go work for a year or two years. To, don't just rush and say, I, you know, I, I don't have a passion to do anything. So the next thing is to go to college and throw around 40000 a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, it isn't. Um, I think you need to get more life experience. As a teacher, when I used to teach kids, there were some kids who could grasp things immediately and others who couldn't because their, their world of experience wasn't there. They didn't, you, you just mentioned, you grew up in youth work, camp work, so when they talked about certain things, it made sense to you. Yeah. Uh, likewise, you know, um, since 1970, when I was a freshman in high school, I've been working with a youth club. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Right. Here at camp, like you i've run program i was counselor I, you know i used to organize the bus trips to chicago and back just all kinds of experiences so i, I remember once i was sitting in a class an elementary education class and the professor was up front saying now you got to realize all kids are different and i'm bored sick right now and and kids are taking fervent notes on that mm-hmm. i'm thinking going didn't you know they were all different Right. I mean, you got one kid hanging from the rafters. You got another kid reading, you know, uh, books in, 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 the, in the Tibet language or whatever. You know what I mean? You got, everyone's different. Oh, totally. And you, you don't need to take a note on that. If they answer that on a test, just answer, yeah, they're different. Whoa, well, I'll tell you how. And right now, and then I realized you have all this experience going mm. into this. Yeah. And you're having trouble concentrating because they're going over all this stuff I, here's why I say that, not to blow a trumpet for myself or anyone else. Get your young people involved so they can have experience and they can develop a passion.
0: Right, totally.
1: The kids that come and work with you in the summer, yeah. What are they exposed to that they could begin to develop passions towards? A lot of things. Yeah.
0: You know, whether it's, I mean, they're exposed to youth ministry in expense, They're ex- exposed to leadership. They're exposed exposed teaching. to teaching, conflict management. Social you know, work. They're exposed, totally. they're exposed
1: to mechanics who have to fix things. They have to learn to drive a tractor right. half the time. Oh, yeah. Pro- so they're exposed to farmers. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have horses. They might get exposed to feeding animals. They get exposed to pickleball, tennis. Yep. They get exposed to how to run a beach and lifeguards and how to ski, how to drive a ski boat. They get exposed to swimming in a lake with fish. You know, I mean, <laughs> they get That's exposed right. to this stuff. Yeah. They get exposed to kids that come from all over the world, from all different backgrounds. They they get to see their lives. I'm telling you what, you can't get an education better for a high school kid or a college youngster than they come up for a summer like that and just experience all those things. Right. Then, in that, they will develop a passion. Have you ever seen that happen where they develop a passion and start going somewhere?
0: Oh, totally. Happens all the time. Yeah. You know, and- And the other thing too is, is as you, as you get the experience, the other thing to do is, you know, oftentimes that experience comes with working with people that you admire or people that you think are doing it right. You know, the other way that you can get experience too is by, is by gleaning from people that you might not know, but you respect, you know, whether it's reading books or, I mean, that was the other thing. Like when I was sitting in college, oftentimes, you know, some of my classes like, and, and you might relate if you're a college student, it's like, all right, read this book and you talk about it, you know, it's like, well, I could have just read that book by myself and gleaned it. Without yeah. paying, right? You know, without paying forty thousand dollars you for to tell you to tell me what books to read, right? You know, so I'm not. Learning is great, you know, and I don't want to downplay learning right. because learning takes time, and it's and and there are ways that you can even improve yourself by still doing those things. Yeah. So I'm not saying like there's no place for that because there is, and I and and that's a constant thing, you know. Just like you can always, you know just like we always read the Bible and we're always learning from it. Like there's that right. concept behind growing. And so I just, I just want to make it clear that as we talk about higher education, like I'm not throwing the bath out with the baby or the, yeah, the baby, way whatever, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Everyone knows what you're meant. Yeah. yeah that's another generational yeah. thing yeah. for you, you well, know, because that's, that's the reality. And so take advantage of the resources that we have. Cause even, even if you're going to a community college, you know, say you want to go to teaching, you don't want to spend 40,000 a year to go to a Christian college but you want to still have that influence, then get creative on how to, you know, talk to, you know, people that are in your realm, you know, Christian leaders say, Hey, what are things that can challenge me to grow my understanding of who God is that would be important for me to read? Right. You know, I mean, yeah, some of us have the luxury to go to a Christian college and maybe that's the thing that God is driving us to. Maybe it's, you know, coming to Nicolay Bible Institute, but maybe you're in a place where it's like, you know, I just, I just can't do that at the moment. Don't let that be a hindrance to even stop your learning with God. You know, um, there's there's tons of free resources that you can actually grow in your knowledge of that as well. And so I just wanna put that out there too. um, is that there's there's always ways, if you're intentional, that you can learn and glean. Without even having to go anywhere, yeah. oftentimes we're just paying other people that that have just gone out there and said, "All right, here's what I think is the good things," right, and and is teaching
1: us. And, and again, there may be things that you really need to go get a four year degree on, five year degree, doctor degree on, or something, right? Like, that that's really the the thing I think that we're challenging is the idea that. When you're out of high school, the next step is automatically just going to college and not even know what you're
0: doing. Right, and that's that's the step that we're right. That we're so. Why on, right?
1: don't you develop some life experiences in high school? Why don't you go volunteer to camp like Silverbridge Birch Ranch or somewhere? It just begin to to experience a lot of things in life. And people who do that, they'll say, "I'm definitely not going to do this in life. This isn't my thing." Yeah, you know, I mean, they like I would never go into uh, accounting. Yeah you know I learned that years ago accounting and Dave don't go together we're not going to do that I think you know columns are silly I don't really care about them and and it's not that that we shouldn't do it we have a guy that does that here and does it well and he loves it yeah and he should be here because I don't do that at all right and it's just that's not where I was going to spend my time I realized that would frustrate me yeah just
0: like the you know government people that write government documents right like I don't even know where they learned that, but right. to me, it's like I don't even want to learn that. No, like, yeah, whoever whoever came up with the tax code, yep. like goodness gracious.
1: Yep, and the fun part is, the more you understand God, the more you enjoy who He made you to be. Yeah, and the more you start enjoying the body part that He made you to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm always telling Nicolay Bible students, remember He compared us to a body you're never really looking at somebody else saying i want to be better than that person i want to be in a better position than somebody else because when somebody runs a race when when you run a race you might say okay dave's running a race so look at dave running a race you don't say look at dave's cuticle how fast it was cuticle? Know, you, cuticle or knuckle or knee i mean you, <laughs> you 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 never recognize the body part right in, and yet that's what we seem to think we need to do in life mm-hmm. no you need to function within the context of how God made you yeah and you need to love it you know and when it's done you got to realize you're probably not going to be in the spotlight because God's going to be in the spotlight right and that's the way that works mm-hmm. and so what you want to do is is understand that in your educational system whatever it is that the experiences that you're doing today you're you're not going to really glean a whole lot if you're if you have no motivation to do anything you're sitting around watching TV all the time or whatever it might be you're right. really not gaining experience no. so you're going to go to class if you ever go to college or something else and it's all going to be conceptual to you mm-hmm. which is a whole lot harder to learn right right you know whenever everything is conceptual i'm telling you it takes it it just takes longer to learn and one day you will learn because it will go to experience but um, that's not really a great system of education. The great system has some experience right next to the concept. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can actually learn something yeah. at that point. So I'm not sorry I went to college. Um, I'm not sorry I, I went and got my master's degree. Um, but in the honest retrospect, I think I learned more through some of the experiences uh, surrounding those events than actually in those events.
0: Yeah, and I would, I would agree. Yeah, yeah totally.
1: So, um, in that... Check colleges out, see where you end up going, and uh, enjoy. There's systems that are in place everywhere, though, and there's sometimes where you have to put yourself in the middle of a system that you may not like mm-hmm. because there's no way to get away from systems. Right. You know, I mean, schools have to have a way to check credentials.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So you have to figure out what they are. Now, they're different in Christian schools, by the way, in public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, depending on what you want to do, you know, and, and having an impact on kids. Um, my, one of my daughters is a teacher, and one of my daughters is a social worker. But they're both in schools. Yeah, and they just really enjoy different areas, mm-hmm. you know, of, of working with kids. But yep. they're both educators in yep. one way or the other, uh, which is kind of fun to see. So, looking at your family now, okay, we're talking. Your kids are growing up. Oh yeah. Um, we've talked about you and your wife, your responsibility to them as far as leading their educational efforts and things. Um, Now, your wife is a hard worker. I know her. So she's going to give a great example of what it's like to work hard. And those boys better get in shape because she's going to outwork them probably their whole life, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a good thing, I think. Um, But what experiences, uh, I mean, do you look for experiences at at certain ages to say, I need to teach them this and this is how I'm going to do it? Or do you just let them fall into place? I mean, how intentional do you become?
0: You know, it's a learning curve, obviously, as parents, and especially our oldest just turned eight. And so as they get older, it's trying to figure out, all right, what new responsibilities do you try to give them? you know? And I'd say that, that we're going through that process because you don't want to – I mean, a three-year-old, you do a lot more for than you do an eight-year-old. Right. You expect different things from an eight-year-old, but he doesn't understand that. You know, and so we're trying to even go through transitions. And even there, it's like, you know, because we ask him to do something, it's like, well, how come they don't?
1: Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: And so then you try to explain, like, well, you know, you're older, you can understand. You know, you try to explain these big ideas to them as simply as you can um, so that they get it, you know, because, and you try to do it in ways, you know, because with with my oldest son, like, next year, hypothetically, he could be a camper here at camp. And it's like, well, here's what you need to learn and start doing. Right. If you want to get to the point where you want to be a camper, they're not there yet. So right. we don't expect that of them right. because they can't, they're not old enough to do that. So in order to be a camper, like one of the things at camp that we do is clean his cabin. Right. How are you going to help your counselor clean a cabin if you don't know how to, you know, sleep or clean your room or yeah. make your bed, you know? And so you kind of take these ideas and principles and bring it down to something that they understand so that it clicks and be like, oh, okay. Now I get it. Yeah.
1: You know what you know it's interesting. I love I love, and this is just one of the techniques I would encourage you and other parents to look at, is obviously looking at the illustrations that God uses to help us understand those things. Yeah. The the illustration I gave before the body, if if I'm talking to your son and and he's talking about how come they don't have to do it, I might just stop and say, um, can you hand me that pen? Yeah. I'll hand you the pen. Do you think that your foot just said why didn't you use you know my Your hand said, "How come the foot didn't do what I just did?" And and they're looking at that's silly, Dad. Mm -hmm. It is, isn't it? They're different. Yeah, they have different functions. Different. It's the way life is. And if they hear that enough, eventually they're not going to ask that anymore because they're going to go, "Different. I know. I'm different. Right. I have different responsibilities because I'm different." Yeah. They're not going to hear you're better. You're different, mm-hmm. and I can remember one of the the greatest educational techniques is: let's say you have your son, and you're saying, "Okay, you know, at this age, we really want you to clean this, we want you to make your bed, whatever it is, whatever, take out the garbage, whatever, do it this way." Yeah. Um, then, when the next son gets that age, you say to the oldest son, "Now teach him how." Yeah. You know why? I'm not going to teach you. Teach him. Yeah. What's really interesting to see how they take ownership of that, and eventually that's what they do to everybody. Right. They're teaching them everything they know. So really, I guess my encouragement is parents take ownership.
0: Absolutely. Unfortunately, uh, with any conversation, it goes in and we run out of time, and that's where we ended up today. We're running out of time. So I thank you for joining us. I encourage you to continue to listen in and tune in. This is Jason Dave if you're on Younger and Older. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.